Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. On a Friday, the last day of June, the month of the Sacred Heart, June 30th, 2023. Great to be with you on EWTN. Thanks for tuning in. Wishing you a blessed and a safe holiday weekend. A lot of folks are doing the ponte thing or the bridge thing, as uh, they say in Italy, where since we have the holiday on Tuesday, they're taking the Monday off so they have a nice long weekend. Pack your patience, though, if you're traveling. There's a lot of issues out there, and we'll have some updates. We'll also have updates on the weather, which is getting a little bit better, but there's still a lot of issues in terms of the smoke that's hitting certain parts of the country from those, of course, wildfires in Canada. Our weather is improving in our air quality a little bit here in southeastern Michigan. It was really bad yesterday. Fully sunny skies, but it was very kind of eerie looking at it outside in terms of the weather. It was like this little light fog that just never let the sun quite shine through, but we'll have the forecast for you in just a minute. Coming up the program, it is a Friday. That means, as always, we're going to be chatting with Doug Keck, our Chief Operating Officer and President, about the inside word, what to expect over the next couple of days over the holiday weekend and beyond. Fact Check Friday at the bottom of the hour. It's a segment I began actually in 2020 during the election to make sure we were getting the facts in the news and just kind of looking at the media in general and how things operate. And I want to leave you with a very, very positive, positive message in our Fact Check Friday as we enter into this 4th of July weekend. I love uh, Raymond Arroyan's show, uh, The World Over. I think he's just a great interviewer. He's, he and I are uh, longtime friends, but it's, it's more than just a friendship thing. He does a really good job. I think he's just a terrific interviewer and didn't disappoint last night in The World Over with the interview with uh, Jim Caviezel, not to mention the interviews earlier regarding the, uh, the Democrats and their, um, how shall we say, interesting letter claiming that it's just fine to support abortion if they're Catholic. As a matter of fact, it's their Catholic faith, as we discussed yesterday with Father Mitch Pacwa, that compels them to support abortion. Anyhow, the segment this morning, Fact Check Friday, will be devoted to the movie, The Sounds of Freedom. We were supposed to have the director on with us Tuesday, but we had technical issues with the Internet, so we couldn't bring him on live. We're working on getting him back up next week hopefully now tuesday is the day the fourth of july this movie opens we'll have more information at the bottom of the hour but in preparation for seeing the film i do think it would be very informative uplifting and enlightening to listen to the interview with jim caviezel that raymond did and it's about uh, 10 minutes long and i've watched the whole show you can easily it's up online i already checked on the ewtn website but just watch it because it's just excellent in terms of what propelled Jim Caviezel to get very involved, not only in this movie, obviously, as a dedicated actor, but to really dive in and find out more about the scourge of sex trafficking, especially involving children. It's based on the true story of a life of one of the agents who's been working on this issue for many years. And I just think it's a really good interview and very helpful. And I would post it. I would post the interview. I'd post a link. I'd I'd post a link to Angel Studios so people can get their tickets. And they also have a passing it on thing that they're doing with the tickets where they're offering you the opportunity to buy a ticket for someone else. The goal is to get two million people in the theaters on Tuesday. I think Raymond said last night they have about 3,000 theaters that are going to be showing the movie. I know Deacon Dom and I, when we were watching the interview last night with Raymond and Jim, that we're saying, gosh, we've got to go see that. It just looks like an excellent, excellent movie, an important issue. 
So that's Fact Check Friday, and then excited to have someone I've known for many years. She actually worked in the Archdiocese of Detroit before going to D.C. and then working for the Family Research Council before becoming the president of March for Life. Jeannie Mancini is going to be joining us, and we're talking about the next march. We're talking about the anniversary of SCOTUS. We're talking about what's happening with the pro-life movement and moving forward. So that's the show for today on a busy Friday morning, June let's say June 30th already, wow, 2023, wishing you a blessed and a very safe holiday weekend. We'll be back with you live on Wednesday. We're taking, obviously, Monday and Tuesday the holiday off. Here's a look at the weather forecast. Excessive heat in the south and California into the southwest, and poor air quality is lingering in the east. Oppressive heat and humidity continuing across the lower Mississippi Valley and mid-south through Saturday with maximum heat indexes exceeding 110 degrees. Excessive heat also expected from central California into the desert southwest today into this weekend, and then poor air quality due to smoke from Canadian wildfires will show a slight improvement Friday from the Great Lakes to the Mid-Atlantic. So there you go. There's your forecast. Already five minutes past the hour, we have a lot of news to get through, including starting with some good news from the High Court of the USA. Let's get started. Well, Trey Thomas tells us a Christian mailman from Pennsylvania who refused to work on Sundays has won his religious freedom lawsuit that did go all the way to the Supreme Court. Gerald Groff was represented by First Liberty Institute. It's a huge win for religious Americans, really from all faiths. Attorney Kayla Tony says that many different religious groups filed briefs in the case, arguing that the current employment standards are harmful. The court ruled that employers who deny requests for religious accommodation must show that it would result in substantial increased costs. The Supreme Court, meanwhile, will rule today on two other cases, one involving President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan, another concerning 303 Creative out of Colorado, dealing with a Christian website designer who does not want to provide her services for so-called same-sex weddings because of her religious objections. Colleges and universities, meanwhile, can no longer use race as a factor in their admissions decisions. This comes after the Supreme Court yesterday ruled in favor of challenges to the affirmative action programs at the University of North Carolina and Harvard. The high court ruling the university's admissions policies were unconstitutional. Students for fair admissions arguing the practice would violate the 14th Amendment, Equal Protection Clause, and disadvantaged white and Asian American applicants. And meanwhile, the group that did sue to overturn affirmative action practices in college admissions is praising that Supreme Court decision. A university doesn't have real diversity when it simply assembles students who look different, but come from similar backgrounds. Founder and president of Students for Fair Admissions, Edward Bloom, says the opinion issued by the high court does reestablish the founding principles of the Civil Rights Act. These discriminatory admissions practices undermined the integrity of our civil rights laws. The court agreeing in a 6-3 opinion. And Republicans are praising the ruling against affirmative action programs. The Supreme Court again yesterday ruling in favor of challenges to affirmative action programs at Harvard and the University of North Carolina. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy saying students will now be able to compete based on equal standards and individual merit. And former Vice President Mike Pence said he was very pleased the court put an end to what he called egregious violation of civil and constitutional processes. 
At least one person is in custody after a suspicious package, meanwhile, was found in front of the Supreme Court. A local TV station reporting police appeared to search the suspect's belongings at the scene. Reports say the investigation was prompted after a protester tossed a bag and bottles over a protective fence at the court. The package found just hours after the decision banning affirmative actions from college admissions programs. Authorities closed the road surrounding the Supreme Court as they investigated. And the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops issuing a strong response, as Catholic News Agency explains, to a group of Catholic lawmakers, and we discussed this, by the way, yesterday with Father Mitch Pacwa, who signed a letter citing their Catholic teaching in support of abortion. The group of 30 Democrats, led by Connecticut Rep. Rosa DeLauro, stating, among other things, that the fundamental tenets of the Catholic faith, such as social justice, conscience, and religious freedom, compel them to defend abortion. Meanwhile, the U.S. CCB is speaking out against them, as we mentioned. Members of Congress, they said, who recently invoked teachings of the Catholic faith as justifying abortion or supporting a supposed right to abortion, are distorting the faith, the bishop said in the statement. It is wrong and incoherent to claim that the taking of innocent life at its most vulnerable stage can ever be consistent with the values of supporting the dignity and well-being of those in need. That's from the statement from the U.S. CCB. Catholic priest and pro-life activist Father Fidelis Munchinski has been sentenced to six months in federal prison for blocking access to a Planned Parenthood abortion facility by placing locks and chains on the gated entrance. Catholic News Agency has a story and says a judge laid down the six-month sentence, which is the maximum available for the specific crime. The priest was found guilty of violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrance, or FACE Act, which imposes harsh penalties for obstructing access to an abortion facility or a pregnancy center. The priest had previously been arrested for his pro-life activism, but as Catholic News Agency reports, this is the first time he has been found guilty of violating the FACE Act. In other news, emotions are raw in Parkland, Florida. This after former Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School resource officer Scott Peterson was found not guilty in all charges. One parent, Tony Montalto, says he does not understand in his opinion what's needed to find someone guilty in Broward. For our families, we still feel he should be haunted every day by his failure to act. I know mm. that he caused, he contributed, I should say, to the deaths of my daughter Gina, her schoolmates, and their teachers. He says he still supports school resource officers because they're supposed to be insurance policies to address and stop a threat. But Peterson, he said, in his opinion, was an insurance policy that did not pay off. At least 100 people have died in Mexico over the past three weeks as a heat wave pushed temperatures, as Mark Mayfield tells us, above 120 degrees in some parts of that country. Mexico's health ministry said on Thursday that two-thirds of the deaths happened last week and the rest the week before. Nearly all the deaths were attributed to heat stroke and a handful from dehydration. More than 60% of the people who died were in the northern state of Nuevo León, which borders on Texas. More than 100 million Americans are under air quality alerts as smoke from wildfires in Canada is continuing to follow the air here in the U.S. Air quality alerts are out from Wisconsin to Vermont and down to North Carolina. The worst air quality today is expected from Michigan and Ohio and into the Mid-Atlantic, including our nation's capital. Conditions are expected to improve slowly into the Independence Day weekend. Tom Costello tells us a record amount of travel, as we mentioned at the top of the hour, is expected over this 4th of July weekend. He has the latest on the air travel after airports around the country have had already a crazy week. Today is the day we are expecting a record number of passengers post-November 2019, 2.8 million people, according to the TSA. 
AAA projects more than 50 million Americans will travel at least 50 miles from home. According to a release from the organization, that would overtake the previous record of 49 million set in 2019 before COVID. AAA also expects to hit new records for the number of those traveling by car, with over 43 million expected to drive to their destination. Meanwhile, as Lucinda Kay says, air travel is a mess right now, and it's not expected to go away, so... She advises, with some other tips as well, to pack your patients first. First tip, acceptance. Your air travel is going to be choppy. Keep your cool, create a plan C, and commit to a carry-on so you have clothes to wear no matter what comes. Travel insurance helps, and it covers lost luggage, costs and last-minute cancellations, illness and injuries, and control what you can. Get to the airport early. Better to have some time to relax with a beverage than try to will those lines to move faster. You might even fly a whole day ahead to make sure you reach your event on time. Book direct flights. There's less room for error. Otherwise, choose layovers that give you some wiggle room for delays. In other news, as we wrap up a newscast in just about uh, 60 seconds or so, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders sending her National Guard troops to the southern border. We need the very best to take on this mission because it won't be an easy one. But I certainly would not have asked our guardsmen to do this if it wasn't a mission focused on the safety and the security of our country. 80 guardsmen from Fort Chaffee near Oklahoma are leaving today. Sanders is joining a growing list of over a dozen state governors that have pledged to send troops in recent weeks. Beginning tomorrow, they will assist the Texas National Guard in their efforts to control immigration for 30 days. Officials say Texas and other states have seen an increase in immigrants since COVID regulations expired back in May. Governor Sanders says it's led to, quote, all-time high illegal border crossings, a flood of deadly drugs such as fentanyl, Human traffickers operating, she says, also with free reign. Meanwhile, a new research poll done by Pew finds nearly half of all Americans view immigration as a major problem. This compared to just 38 percent a year ago. Carrie Cheshire with Texans for Strong Borders is not surprised and says so many people are crossing the border illegally that more states are being directly affected. They're literally sending buses across the border to pick up illegal aliens and transport them into the American heartland. And he says with this going on, this issue is going to be a major part of next year's presidential election. And finally, in our news segment on a Friday, June 30th, 2023, fake calls to 911 reporting serious crimes such as bomb threats or mass shootings have apparently been way up recently to combat that issue known as swatting. The FBI is creating a national database to track phony calls and facilitate information sharing between police departments across the country. Authorities believe there are over 1,000 domestic swatting incidents each year. Hope you're having a great day so far, and if your holiday weekend has already begun, please continue to stay tuned here to EWTN, radio, TV, internet, all of the above, EWTN.com. Speaking of which, we'll speak with our President and Chief Operating Officer, Doug Keck, when we come back, let you know what's coming up over the holiday weekend and beyond. Stay tuned. If you've never been to EWTN's free family celebration, this is your year. Your EWTN family is waiting for you where it all began in Birmingham, Alabama. Join us Saturday, August 26th as we celebrate Mother Angelica's love for the Eucharist and mark the centennial year of Mother's birth. For more information on this free event, visit EWTN.com slash family celebration. We want to see you there. This program is brought to you in part by some of our underwriters at Ave Maria Radio. 
This July 4th from Angel Studios, who brought you his only son and the chosen, comes a true story of courage and redemption, Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel, who portrayed Jesus in The Passion, and Mira Sorvino, inspired by the true events of a dangerous mission to save young, innocent lives. Sound of Freedom, rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Only in theaters July 4th. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Seventeen minutes past the hour on a Friday morning. Hope you're having a great weekend so far, June thirtieth. So, Doug, what in the world is happening? Last time, I it just seems like it was Memorial Day. Then it seemed like it was Easter, and then, I mean, now it's like Fourth of July weekend. Mamma mia, time flies. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what you said, we're already rolling into July 4th, obviously, this weekend, and uh, we've got some great programming. Uh, we've got a wonderful program that's actually airing later this uh, t- tonight. Uh, it's the Unfinished Symphony. It's about the World Villages for Children. It was founded by Father Aloysius Schwartz. It's a nice program, 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, tomorrow, we've got uh, another edition of Saints vs. Scoundrel, uh, St. Dominic versus Simone de Beauvoir. Uh, that's part one of that particular program. It always runs in two parts. And tomorrow night, uh, something we're very proud of, we just rolled out uh, Wednesday, which is To the Top here, Giorgio Frassati. A wonderful movie filmed in Italy. It's a docudrama that chronicles his spirituality, and it's all based against one of his particular, you know, expeditions climbing up a mountain because that's kind of what his uh, thing was, uh, yeah. Thing about it, and kind of to the top related to also obviously your spiritual life so that's going to be tomorrow night i would you know recommend that to anybody um, the producers uh, fabio and uh, daniela who are, have been working for us for a number of years they did mother cabrini they did several other programs for us and they're really terrific and, and it's it's really a good program also this uh, sunday we've got faith in life marion carol it's a particular program about a healing and knock kind of interesting program part of our faith in life episodes uh, it's going to be airing sunday and that'll be at 6 p.m. Uh, we've got another program on Pier Giorgio as well that will be running next week, a series of programs. And, of course, uh, it's uh, a very interesting program with, with his niece and uh, Christine Wohar, who's written a book on Pier Giorgio. Oh, I interviewed and, her. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's July 4th is uh, actually his feast day. So we have several programs over the last week or so which we focused on him. And then for Independence Day, we've got a program having to do with uh, Unipera Sarah, and we've also got uh, Father McGivney on July 4th. And then next Wednesday, already as we roll into the 5th, we'll have uh, Father Chris 
ALAR and our Divine Mercy program on incorruptibles and relics. So check out EW10.com for all the latest information of our schedule. And don't forget of our, our wonderful on-demand page where everything um, you know can be watched anytime. We've got our podcast central for our audio and video podcasts which include EW10s and the best of the rest. So uh, there's lots of material out there on our wonderful uh, web platforms as well as, uh, you know, on the network. And one of the important things we're trying to get across to people, too, is if you've got a smart TV, you can watch EWTN on the app on your smart TV, just like you're watching it as a streaming service or on cable. So check that out. Yeah, really important. So I'm taking notes here. I'm just trying to keep track of everything. I'll have to go back and listen to this <laughs> segment so I remember what to watch. But I'm a huge, no surprise, of course, huge fan of, I love Pierre Giorgio Frazzati. I loved his energy. I loved his zest for life. So the movie tomorrow, will that be um, to the top? Will that be on again next week at any time or anytime soon? Uh, it probably will be. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, you can check out our schedule. I'm sure we'll be airing it one of the things I have been promoting internally with our guys as we make these great programs and run them once or twice and then uh, you know they kind of disappear so we kind of want them out there uh, on a more regular basis and keep them out there and ultimately after the initial run probably and with some DVD sales maybe and some download sales it'll probably move over to our free platform anyway in the near future. Yeah well I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can record that remember to to set um, I always say VCR but (laughs) your DVR. Thank you. DVR. Just yeah, how well, old how old we that, are, right? That's <laughs> right. Just make sure you put your records back in the back in the <laughs> album cover so they don't my get scratched. My forty fives and my LP. <laughs> That's, Teresa, you keep leaving your records all over the living room. <laughs> and my tape recorder. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Real oh to goodness. real. Yeah, real to real. <laughs> hey, you and I used to edit that stuff. Remember uh, when we were the, in the day, right? Absolutely. That's crazy. Absolutely. Crazy. That's right. We're talking Memory with Doug. Lane. Yeah, so we're talking with <laughs> Doug Keck, Chief Operating Officer and President of the Network. Okay, I wanted to, to comment because I'm be talking about this in the next segment. But the interview last night with Jim Caviezel was fantastic on the world over. I, I just am so grateful for those shows. It, it just keeps me grounded. It keeps me just centered. And I just really appreciated the conversation. I think it was about a 10, 15, 12 minute interview right, with Jim right. and, and Raymond, and it was just so good. It was just so insightful. I just, it was just really, really – we have these things that are so available to us, and I don't think we take advantage of enough of the material that we have on the network. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And that's what we're trying to do, too, is, is as you know, with some of the uh, initiatives you've been working on as well recently, you know, more web-based, shorter mm-hmm. focus, make pieces of programs so not only the whole, but you can consume – you know, sections of it in bite size or the area that you have the greatest interest in. Of course, I think one of the great, uh, obviously, Raymond is is one of the best interviewers in the country. Yep. And uh, Jim Caviezel and Ray have been friends Good for friends many, for many years. years. Yeah. And you can mm-hmm. tell when they talk and when they work together. And, and, you know, Jim is a great guy and he trusts Raymond implicitly. And so you can get those kinds of, you know, uh, interviews that insightful kind of relationship brings out the truth and uh, you give them both credit for taking on the tough issues all the time Ray does with the show and certainly Jim has spoken out over and over again and and certainly um, much of that has probably caused some limitations on his uh, mm-hmm. his career over the years uh, hopefully he made enough uh, on that television program to keep him going for a while yes, uh, but I hope so. uh, you yeah. know those kind of things, but you have to look at and, and Eduardo Verostegui as well, also involved. Yeah, uh, another wonderful uh, Catholic uh, man from Mexico who, who actually is talking about maybe running for president in Mexico. Really? Um, 
Exactly. That uh, are, are wonderful people who have stepped out, uh, have put their careers many times on hold or certainly have uh, put it behind their Catholic faith uh, and using the idea of their, their prominence to promote the things that really matter and to stand up, uh, you know, and that's what we want everybody to do, whether they're bishops, priests or individuals, we need to be able to stand up. And, and not be so worried about the consequences. I think as we're seeing now, as more and more people are standing up, we're starting to see that we have a lot more support out there among the world and the populace than the media likes to make us think is going on. That's why EWTN is so important in Catholic exactly. Radio. Exactly. You know, I was I was chuckling to myself. It's just never in talking to my producer Andrew about this. Did you see the executive from Bud Light saying that he has no regrets for going with the whole uh, Dylan Mulvaney thing? That we're having a we're having a conversation. So uh, you know, and everybody is talking about this right now, and we're in the middle of this great conversation. Meanwhile, they ju- they they lost their top spot and continue right. to lose millions of dollars. See, the, the left is so committed to their agendas right. that they don't care what happens to their companies, right. and you know. Right, and also those people are sitting there knowing that there are, you know, the people inside the organization, people outside the organization, that still, among the elites, this is still a popular position. So you can't really say anything because you're going to get it in the neck from the elites who, at the end of the day, you care more about what they think. And, and I think that's uh, what you've got going on. Now, one of the upsides, maybe, I'm not a lawyer, maybe the uh, the, uh, the the case that came down with uh, the college and Harvard and right. race and things like that, a lot of people are saying, how will this be applied to the whole ESG, uh, DEI yeah. kind of stuff uh, where you're using these kinds of things that really aren't, uh, you know, appropriate preferences of how many people you hire because of what they look like. Right. That's going to be interesting. But we've had two so far really good decisions in our favor and waiting for one more this morning. Doug, great to catch up with you. Thanks. Have a blessed weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. Fact Check Friday up next on Catholic Connection right here on EWTN. Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God. But I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the President of some country or something. You might get a lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have, and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize his presence. And in proportion, as we believe that he is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. The following is a medical moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. Most people would be surprised to know that diagnostic testing standards for brain death diagnosis are not mandated in the U.S., and they vary greatly by state and hospital. Even among the leading neurological hospitals in the U.S., there are major differences. Studies show that up to 40% of people are misdiagnosed as brain dead, who are in fact conscious to some level with the potential to recover. In the 1960s, it became apparent that there were too few organs available for transplant recipients, and the brain death diagnosis was created. Now the number of those diagnosed brain dead has increased every year. 
Between 2012 and 2016, the brain death diagnosis increased by nearly 25% in the U.S. and now accounts for one in every 50 hospital deaths. A brain death diagnosis also means that all treatment stops because the person has been declared dead. This allows clinicians to remove life support, food and water, and harvest the person's vital organs. This Medical Moment, brought to you by MyLifeAngels.com. Thanks so much for tuning into the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Don't forget, check out all of our great materials and resources online, EWTN.com, all of our great programs. And as Doug mentioned, there's a lot going on, especially on the Internet. And we discussed this earlier this week with Christalina Everett. So I just want to remind you that there's a beautiful new free online learning series based on her beautiful book, Women Made New. I posted it on Facebook. We'll be talking more about it as we uh, go into the future here. But it's something really great to do over the summer if you're looking for a study program to do on your own or with your friends. The app is very easy to use for your phone. You can just go to the homepage, the easiest thing, EWTN.com, and just look for the learning series. There's a link there. I would also encourage you, and we're talking about positive media in Fact Check Friday, certainly there is enough to complain about and enough uh, stories of bias and and sensationalism we can basically do a lifetime on those and we do have to talk about that so you know how to respond but this is something that's really positive in which you can make a difference so this beautiful film sound of freedom powerful film opens on tuesday july 4th right celebrating uh independence day our holiday here in the united states of america and this will be a great thing not only to see on independence day but to talk about and share. We all have platforms. And I know one of the big concerns that I received a beautifully written email from a wonderful listener of ours who's really, really struggling with with the world and things that are happening, and and he's just feeling somewhat overwhelmed and haven't had a chance to write him back yet because um, he just wrote me this morning. But I just wanted to encourage those of you who are feeling that because a lot of us are feeling it. When we look out on the culture and we see so many problems in the church, First thing I want to encourage you to do, in addition to watching this film, is to always pray first and then go to the roots of our faith. Think about the feast days this week, St. Irenaeus, the Saints Peter and Paul yesterday we celebrated right there, Solemnity. Think about all the saints. Doug mentioned Pierre Giorgio Frazzati. Throughout history, the Lord has given us incredible men and women who make a difference in their time, and we're all called to do that. We're all called to be saints. And we can do our little part every single day by using the platforms that we have available to us. Most of us have a Facebook page. Most of us have, most of us have email. And most of us have other outlets that we can use. We can text people and we can tell them about Sound of Freedom. Or maybe we could even get a few more people to the theater. There is a special effort that they have going on. And you can go to angel.com tickets. They're hoping to get 2 million people to the theaters on Tuesday. I think Raymond said in the World Over last night they have 3,000 theaters right now, which is a decent number, and you can help them do that. And by doing that, you are helping to raise awareness about one of the biggest problems we're facing, not only in this world, not only in this country, but yes, right in our own backyard. And this is what comes out in this terrific interview that Raymond did with Jim Caviezel last night. So first and foremost, obviously you have to pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? I am yours, I was made for you. What do you want me to do, okay, to help this country as we go into 4th of July weekend? Secondly, check out the interview that Raymond did. I mean, watch the whole program because the whole thing was very informative and very up-to-date in terms of what's going on, but especially the interview with Jim Caviezel on The World Over last night with Raymond. 
And then thirdly, check out The Sound of Freedom and pass information on about it. You can go to angel.com and get your tickets, but they're also asking you to do this pay it forward effort, right? To maybe pay for someone else who might not be able to afford to go to the movie. And you can help again, angel.com, and you can find out where it's playing. If it's 3,000 theaters, I bet you there is a theater very close to you where you could actually help someone get there. Or maybe you have someone in, in another town that wants to go, and you can buy a ticket for them as well. So the movie is based on the true story of an agent, a former agent who was right in the midst of all of this horrible scourge of trafficking. And it's just super important what they're discussing. And it's an issue that affects us greatly. The Catholic Church has been working on this issue for many, many years. But again, The Sound of Freedom is coming up on Tuesday. If you want to do something to make a difference, go there and spread the word and help others buy tickets. Andrew has pulled a trailer for the film. And I believe this trailer also includes some clips and some comments from the star of the film, Jim Caviezel. So let's take a listen and we'll talk a few minutes after we hear this trailer about this important movie with Angel Studios distributing this incredible film. Jim Caviezel playing a former U.S. agent on a dangerous mission to rescue children from the sex trafficking trade. Take a listen. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time with a child five to ten times a day. God's children are not for sale. How long have you been doing this? Twelve years now. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? Timoteo, por rescatar niños, ¿verdad? Puedes ayudarme a encontrar mi hermana. Te lo prometo. For Homeland Security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. Which means she'll disappear for good. I'm walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed. What we do? You quit your job, and you go and rescue those kids. So at this moment, she could be a block down the road, or she could be in Moscow, Bangkok, L.A. She's a major operator. It's all rebel territory. No one goes in. Not the army, not the police, not us. What if this was your daughter? There's no Marine unit coming. You're on your own. This job tears you to pieces. And this is my one chance to put those pieces back together. When God tells you what to do, SD 
estimated two million children are trafficked every year, and we can help them. Sound of Freedom is based on a true story about real-life heroes saving kids from the dark world of child trafficking. We know this is heartbreaking and it hurts to look at, but the first step in helping these children is hearing their story. Not enough people know this problem exists, and even fewer people are willing to do anything about it. Our goal is to inspire two million people to attend the film's opening weekend, to represent the two million trafficked children around the world, to spread the word. Angel Studios set up a pay it forward program where you can pay for someone else's ticket who might not otherwise see it. If the ticket price is stopping you from attending, claim your free ticket at angel.com slash freedom. Sound of Freedom opens the week of July 4th. Every parent, every adult, and every teenager in America should be there to see it. If millions of us come together today to see this film, we could propel the movement to help save millions of children around the world. And you can send the message that God's children are no longer for sale. Amen to that. Angel.com slash Sound of Freedom. Check it out. You can make a difference very simply. Go see the movie and help someone else do the same. We'll be right back. Catechism of the Catholic Church on Animals, paragraph 2417. God entrusted animals to the stewardship of those whom he created in his own image. It is legitimate to use animals for food and clothing. They may be domesticated to help man in his work. Medical and scientific experimentation on animals is a morally acceptable practice if it remains within reasonable limits and contributes to caring for or saving human lives. It is contrary to human dignity to cause animals to suffer or die needlessly. It is likewise unworthy to spend money on them that should, as a priority, go to the relief of human misery. So the Catechism is quite clear. We have a great duty to exhibit kindness to animals and at the same time understand that animals were created not for their own sake, but for the sake of the human. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Could a strong heart be connected to strong thigh muscles? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. According to a study out of the European Society of Cardiology in Prague, some of my people, the answer is yes. June is the month of the Sacred Heart, so let's focus on the heart for just 60 seconds. According to this study, those having strong quadricep muscles, you know, the front thigh muscles, are less likely to develop heart failure after a heart attack. Observed high strength in thigh muscles indicated a 41% reduced risk of heart failure. How do we strengthen our quads? Well, like any muscles, we lift weights. We can do body weight squats or lunges or use a leg press at a gym. That's the machine with a large plate connected to weights that you press with your feet. Add some quad exercises to your workout routine. Your heart may thank you. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this study at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. As we begin to celebrate this weekend, recognizing life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and that this right to life is so important, it's great to have my longtime friend, Jeannie Mancini, on 
with me this morning. I've known her for years. She's an amazing pro-life warrior. She's worked here in the Archdiocese of Detroit with Father John Mercado. She worked at the Family Research Council and for many years now has been the incredible leader of the March for Life. And, and Jeannie, here we are one year after Dobbs, and it's been kind of a crazy week. But just let me get your perspective, because this is the first time we've spoken since the one-year anniversary. Uh, your thoughts as we move forward now after Dobbs. Good morning, and thanks for joining us. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me, Teresa, and for everything you're always doing to build a culture of life and just to build up uh, the gospel of life. So thank you. And so, gosh, my reflections one year out. Um, even, okay, so even in the past week in talking to different media outlets, I've been a little surprised how down everyone is um, and, and kind of discouraged about things. And so here's what I'd like to say. Let's just, like, look at the facts right now for one minute, which are incredible, really, when you consider it, um, even though clearly we have a long way to go. But at this time, really, last year, and maybe a week, like last year plus one week, we could not enact good pro-life laws in many states around our country. Today, 25 states have enacted very protective laws for life, so 12 weeks or sooner, with most of those states, 23 of them being at a heartbeat, and 18 of those 23 being at the moment of conception. So a year ago, we couldn't have had that, and that is just remarkable. We've also seen many states enact these really beautiful alternatives to abortion funding. So yep. we've got 16 states. These are the, you know, we heard about Texas doing $100 million when the heartbeat law was passed before Dobbs came down and when we were, you know, seeing if that was actually going to work, um, if, if it was going to stick legally. But now we've got Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, blah, 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 up to 16 states who've enacted these wonderful funding streams that can help bolster adoption agencies, pregnancy care centers, maternity homes, et cetera. So um, there's a lot, a lot of really good things that are happening. And we sure have our work cut out for us culturally. I mean, to me, our biggest lie is not the Planned Parenthoods of the world. It's the lie that abortion is good for women, that a right mm-hmm. to abortion is good for women. And there is clearly a lot of confusion about that around our culture. And so, you know, at the March for Life, our ultimate goal is to work for the day when abortion is unthinkable, to make abortion unthinkable. And um, we're not there yet. Our work isn't done. But, boy, we are, we're, you know, we've been in this for 50 years. We're in this for the long game when you consider other massive human rights issues like discrimination um, in our country. It takes a long time to get to a better place. Yeah, exactly. So how do we go forward in terms of what are we looking at for the next March for Life? Are you still planning to continue the marches in January? Is still is that still on the agenda? Some people have suggested maybe we need to move it to June because of the Dobbs decision. What, do you, what right. are the plans? What are the discussions right now? Yeah, so much to be said here. Okay, so yes, we continue to do the annual march, and we will continue to do it in January. We, we did really deep discernment on this, not once but twice, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because we wanted to be sure, but We'll keep it in January. Part part of that was talking to university presidents that are really involved in the March for Life and, and high school presidents and, and what have you. But it would be really hard to get a lot of schools out in June, not to mention it's just logistically very, very hard to do something on the mall at that time of year. Mm. But more than anything, there's um, the beautiful saying, it's in the Hall of Remembrance in the Holocaust Memorial about we need to tell our children and our children's children and make sure that this doesn't happen again. 
Um, it, it, so from from scripture, I'm forgetting the book that it's in right now, Teresa. You yeah. probably know it. So mm-hmm. Help me if you can think of it. But anyway, so so we we will remember, um, sadly, the history that Roe has been in our country and the loss of life. But we've got lots of work ahead of us. Yeah, I, I I do think though that we we need to and not to be you know um, Pollyanna about it, but we need to look at the victories and 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 not get ourselves. Absolutely. I'm just I, I just really have this attitude when I think of the church and you pull back and you look at the context of of, of everything the church has gone through. And we just celebrated the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul yesterday, and and of course the different scripture verses. You look at the church two thousand years later. You are Peter, and on this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Despite everything we've gone through in two thousand plus years. The church is still here. Yes, we have our issues, but there's so much good that's going on. It's it's real easy to get caught up in the negativity, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Um, by the way, I just it's from Deuteronomy. The, the yeah, I, I was just going to say that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Deuteronomy I'm four not nine. Quite getting it yeah. right, but <laughs> yeah. One of your listeners will say Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Yeah. But yeah, Teresa, I totally agree, and that's why I tried to kind of leave with look at, look at all that's happened. The other thing which. I, I'm, I'm talking about the, the national march and the, the question on if we continue. We definitely do. Our work isn't done. But if I may, I'd love to talk about our state march initiative, which we began back in 2019 in, in earnest. We partnered with a few states prior to that. But um, that was our first first Virginia March for Life in my home state and got 7,500 people out for it. The Capitol Police said that it was bigger than any event ever on the state capitol other than a gubernatorial inauguration. So we continue to grow that even through COVID. We were able, I mean, we needed to kind of halt it for a little bit. But this year, Teresa, we're in eight states. Yeah, you're in Michigan. You're coming to Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. That's right. In in November to to mark the sad passage of the ballot initiative from last year in Michigan. But so, um, so we've done four. We'll be in four more in the fall, like I said, including Michigan. Next year, we'll double that number to 16. We plan to double the following year. So then in the next five to six years, we're in all 50 states. And with the state being so much more important, the state march initiative has been beautiful just to watch it grow. And frankly, even so, we're non-sectarian. We're not inherently religious at the March for Life. We really we're in the public square and we argue these debates on um, you know science and and natural law and and philosophy and what have you. And yet, you can see the Holy Spirit at work in these state marches. It's truly remarkable. I mean, just opening and closing doors and really even inspiring us in the in the organization prior to the time that Roe overturned. We never knew how important it would be. And there were moments um, that we really, I, I mean, really almost threw in the towel. It was so hard to kind of get it up and running. And we'd get what I would describe as kind of signal graces along the way, like, no, you're on the right path, keep going. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of beautiful just to watch it flourish and grow now. And little did we know how important it would be. So that's been really fun. Well, you know, too, I, I think that, you know, what happens, and you know this from Father John Ricardo, he always says that the devil speaks first and speaks the loudest, but that, but then God always has the last word. It's interesting what happened this week when you had these 30-plus Democrats claiming that they're Catholic and coming out with this statement. And the one from, I think she was from Connecticut, saying she's you know, baptized, confirmed, and she loves her Catholic faith, and it compels her to support abortion. Another one saying it's my faith. They really were taken to task on social media, even by people that may not agree with us completely. People are like, are you kidding me? So so I think when you put yourselves out there, and I think they did this out of fear and, and their own concerns because they see the, the, the movement that the pro-life, the big movement that the pro-life is making. And then when you have Joe Biden who says he's a devout Catholic and he says, mm-hmm. you know, abortion really isn't my thing. I'm paraphrasing 
interesting, but then he's one of the most extreme, the most extreme pro-abortion president we've had, even more so, I think, if you look at the, the records than, than Barack Obama. Right. So I think, you know, thou does protest too much, and, and they put themselves out there, mm-hmm. and, and, and they're exposing themselves for, for who they are. And that makes a difference. I think people would say, what? You know, scratching their heads like, what? What does that mean? I know. Gosh, I couldn't agree more. I was very happy to see our bishops come yes. out so strongly yes. against that. Did you, yeah. you know, it's kind of rare that the bishops are going to put out a statement against politicians, essentially saying, no, like, here's what the church teaches. But they came out with a very aggressive and strong statement, very fed up, you know, that these yeah. politicians sort of tried to uh, create their own reality about what the Catholic Church teaches that would kind of meld to their, you know, what they want to do politically. But um, so grateful to see that. And we know reality is not arbitrary. You know, these people can say these different things, but we know that when an abortion happens, that a life is taken, a life is wounded, and that it doesn't do anyone a service. And so we keep kind of working against that, right? So let's talk about the date for the uh, March for Life next year. I'm sure we have one already, right? We sure do. I'm going to pull it up online. <laughs> I think it's. I want. To, <laughs> I think it's um, January 19th. I'm almost positive that's the date, and I'm going to have it here in just one second. So 2024. Uh, and if anybody's wanting to find out these kinds of things, they can check us out at MarchForLife.org. Go to the um, frequently asked questions in the About Us section and when is the next march for life is one of those questions yes i had it right friday january 19th and those of you who are super organized put down friday january 24th for 2025 Oh, okay. Wow. So you have the 2025 one already, too. Yeah, so I, I really think it's great that you're keeping it. Not that I like reporting in the cold weather because sometimes our cameras freeze, but <laughs> as you know, I'll offer that up to God as, as a little bit of purgatory and a little purgation. But I really think it's important to keep mark, marching, uh, marking that date. And your points about the summertime, people being out of school, graduation parties, trying to get schools there, it just be much too hard to, I think, organize. But I really think it's important to keep us there on that date. I totally agree. And not, we weren't involved in this. We celebrated it and, and think it's great that there was a celebration to mark the event last Saturday, a year out, and there were just a few hundred people who came. So mm-hmm. if anything, I think that kind of just also shows that, you know, let's let's keep it where it is. We had a huge march this January. I can't remember, Teresa, if you were. Were you there? This yeah, January I was there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I was live. Okay. Yep. Right, yep. Right, mm-hmm. And yep. as you said, it was enormous. Again, enormous. I didn't even expect that for this year. I thought we'd have kind of smaller numbers. There were lots of question marks. Dioceses were confused. And um, it was huge. It's possibly the biggest that we've ever had. And so, and, and more importantly, happy, like positive and just really, you know, kind of so celebratory in terms of what's happened with Roe, but forward leaning in terms of wanting to build a culture of life. I noticed that because we this time were again above the rally, in front of the rally stage and they had me up on a platform which was perfect because I could see right the mall filling up and I was watching it and watching it and watching it and by the time the rally began it was crazy Jeannie I mean I, yeah. I said to my photographers and Deacon Dom was there with me and, and he was there with me last year too and he said this has got to be one of the biggest we've ever seen I mean it was it was it was packed. I know, and Teresa, going into it, again, there was a lot of confusion with the diocese. I'm blessed to serve as a consultant to the Bishops' Conference with the Pro-Life Committee, and let me tell you, we spent so much time talking with the bishops in the diocese, many dioceses did not formally come. And I really thought, well, it's okay, we'll get through this year, it's going to be a little smaller, but that's, that's fine, and boy, 
it was like all the angels and saints in their glory. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Really, truly surpassed my expectations. But and then the speakers, Jonathan Rooney and Coach. Oh, Dunn he was Peter. amazing. Yeah, he was. I love the yeah. fact that he promoted the rosary and and talked about how his faith, oh. you know, uh, truly yeah. compels him to be pro-life as opposed to some other folks who are saying their their Catholic faith compels them to be uh, to be pro-abortion. So I, I think the right. the whole message was so upbeat. Uh, for the whole conference and and that's what i I mean the whole uh, pro-life march that's what i love about covering it every year because i think it's a real shot in the arm for all of us who have been in the pro-life movement and you know this better than anybody but to encourage one another we're called to do that as christians we're called and and there's a lot of folks there as you said that aren't even involved religiously they just believe that this is a a matter of of human rights and they're there because of 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 what they believe aside from you know we've got atheists for life we've got all kinds of different groups that that march there but it really is an encouragement and i think it's a great thing going into this fourth of july weekend to remember that and we look at the constitution and we look at the right to life correct mm, absolutely yes yes i couldn't I, I just would underscore everything that you said there Teresa. i totally agree all right so you're going to take some time off between now and you have the weekend off i get to get some rest <laughs> absolutely david and i are planning on taking some time off in august looking forward to some fun vacations not italy but some very fun ones <laughs> on our end <laughs> well, you have to come to Italy with us one time. We keep talking about that. That would be a blast. Ooh, so that's sounding really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, always <laughs> great to talk to you. You're such an energizer, and, and I just uh, love your work so much and love what you do at, at, at March Your Life. And thank you, Jeannie, for always being so optimistic and never losing heart or faith. We have so much to be thankful for, and all the hard work of the pro-lifers for all these years is indeed paying off. Jeannie Mancini, great to talk to you. Have a great weekend. And again, mark January 19th on the calendar for next year and then 25, January 24th. So we'll be there with you, EWTN. I hope you'll be there too. We'll be right back on a Friday morning heading into the 4th of July weekend. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring, author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries' YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you in part by some of our underwriters at Ave Maria Radio. This July 4th from Angel Studios, who brought you his only son and the chosen, comes a true story of courage and redemption. Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel, who portrayed Jesus in The Passion, and Mira Sorvino, inspired by the true events of a dangerous mission to save young, innocent lives. Sound of Freedom, rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Only in theaters July 4th. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. 
Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com Wishing you a blessed and a peaceful and a very safe holiday weekend, 4th of July. And we'll be off, as we mentioned, at the top of the hour earlier on Monday and Tuesday for the holiday weekend and back with you live on Wednesday. Much to discuss when we come back and just be careful out there, be safe and never lose heart. Remember, as I always say, God is still very much in charge and very large. And if you want to make an instant difference, go to the angel.com website and get your tickets and go see the sound of freedom and help someone else get there as well. We know the culture has a huge impact on forming people unfortunately more in many cases than faith does so if you want to have an impact on a culture we need to support good media media is a huge part of this so this movie looks fantastic i can't wait to see it deacon dom have and i have it on our agenda for tuesday when it opens and i hope you'll do the same angel.com and also don't forget to watch that interview with jim caviezel and raymond arroyo last night fantastic have a blessed weekend talk to you again live on a wednesday god bless america and god bless you too ciao ciao You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.